Uh, that's a good way to start, man. <laughs> uh, can we start on a downer? Yeah, can you want to start with the bad news? Yeah, uh, we got to tell everybody what happened. It's sad, but... You know, no, it, there's no it's sad, but it's sad. It's sad. You just don't understand. I do. And it's okay. No. I don't expect people to understand. Dude, I've, I've, had, I've had pets in my life many, many years. But my, 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 I was going to say that it's just part of life. But let's tell everybody yes. what happened. It's, it is sad. Yes. And? Oh, I'm supposed to tell everyone what happened? Yeah. Uh, Mickey the pug finally died. Yeah. And he went out in a blaze of dark glory. Like, it, it was not a beautiful death. It was quite an ugly death. Uh, so if you recall, back in January, I was on my way to record with you a show. Right. When I was told that Mickey had six months. Well, now I'm glad he got eight months. That's wonderful. But, um, well, where are we now? More like it's been three weeks. Yeah, about eight months and a week. Um, but boy, man, within the past two months... That dude went down, was going downhill fast. Uh, and it was just heartbreaking. And it still wasn't at the point where I'm like, God, he's suffering too much to live. He's suffering too much to live. He was still eating. He was still engaged. He was still fighting. He was still in the game. He was still able to, you know, to make his boom booms and his water and all that. His, his you know, his urine. But, uh, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. That, that final week. Uh, so... And you, and you were walking them and you know every single day to well in a baby carriage. Yeah, I was rolling them in rolling a stroller because because the dude could. I mean, listen, his hind legs were going. Um, you know, he he was not walking well, and plus an insulinoma that's going to fuck up your blood sugar no matter what. So that's what was causing him all of these problems besides the cancer. I mean, well, that was part of the cancer, but dude, it was all so fucking grim. So it was uh, Sunday night. You know, where are we now? I guess it's been about, yeah, two Sundays. This Sunday, it'll be three Sundays. And it's Thursday now. So two Sundays ago, I'm at home. My wife's out at Second City performing her sketch show. And, uh, and Mickey, I notice, is, is having a tough time after his 4 o'clock supper. And, you know, because of insulinoma and blood sugar, I had to feed him little meals every day. Throughout the day. Right. We're talking like five meals a day. How much of a pain in the ass is that? It is, but you're a great dad. I mean, you've Thank been you. do, you've been doing this for years, <sighs> giving him shots in the ass, shots in the ass. He had seizures and pills. He lasted so long because you were such a great dad. So he had, thank you. So he had his his essentially his last meal, and then about an hour later, I noticed he wasn't like usually. I leave him alone because he'll kind of just lie down on the cold tile and go into a food coma after he eats, mm-hmm. and. I noticed he wasn't with me, or, or, or at least lumbering over in his old man way to try to get me to pick him up and put him in my lap, as I did each and every day, without fail. And I, I, I was like, Mick, what's going on? You keep looking over there. I'm just trying to make sure everything is technically okay. I am listening. No, but is everything technically okay? We it's are just, fine. It's just hard to like talk about this when you keep looking over there. Well, I have to be... At the screen. I have to be... Oh, why? Because you're also engineering the show? Yeah. Yeah, you would think <laughs> is that... Is it okay if you look at the screen? Yeah. Can I, can I engineer the show? <laughs> I'm sorry that my crew of 10 people and my sound man and my mixing eight engineer oh, is not sorry. here today. Yeah, I'm sorry, very sorry, sorry about sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, my crew's in uh, Maui right now. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, you keep looking at that screen. It's fine. So uh, I, I, I know I'm. 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 Listen, listeners, bear bear with old Uncle Max here. He is in bad shape. Bad shape. I'm putting on quite a face right now. Well, I know you're really depressed. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Maybe this could be cathartic. Oh, absolutely. And no. it, was, it was cathartic six months ago when we talked about the illness the day sure. you found out because sure. you were coming here. And then you found out that the dog had cancer on right. that day, but yeah. now here we are, and the dog is... Isn't it crazy? But dog's in the sky, you know, looking at you. Uh, yeah, that's what's happening. Right. So, uh, so I'm like, where's my Mick? Where, Mick? Mick? And I go in, and it looks like he's having a little convulsion. So I, uh, you know, I'm, I was so adept at this at this point, I, you know, shoot the sedative up his butthole and just wait it out. Dude, I carry him over to the couch. It's about an hour later. We're looking at like 5.30 now on a Sunday. And all of a sudden, 
and this is really, yeah, kind of the first time I've gone into this in detail. I hear this. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It was like a woodpecker pecking at the window. Like, Was he in the kitchen at the time? Or? No, he's, I had carried him back into my lab. Oh. Are you listening to the yes. story? So I, I look down at him, and he's going, like he is thrusting, like he is having what looks to be a grand mall seizure. Mm-hmm. This is scary. So suddenly he starts foaming at the mouth. Never seen this before. Oh, wow. That's really scary. Never seen this before because I didn't quite understand what was happening in the moment. But in hindsight, you got that foam filling into your throat. Mm -hmm. You're choking. Right. As well as having this insane seizure. Right. Or was it a stroke? He was full of mysteries. He was the bounce back king. So I thought if I just shot him that initial sedative, he'd be right back up and with me. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. So I got him down on the ground, and I'm like, Mick, Mick, and I'm trying to like see if I can even see his eyes anymore, see his soul. Dude, his soul was gone. Did his eyes sort of roll over? Or were they- yeah, well, listen, I mean, he, he was definitely struggling, but I think they were all, because, you know, if you recall Mickey, and if anyone, you know, you can go to our Facebook fan page and just look at those beautiful brown eyes he had he was so soulful and the problem is with the meds and the illness and the sickness the dude started to fog over like i couldn't recognize his soul anymore when you look into an animal's eyes you can usually see their soul i've been doing it for years and years and years i can see the inside of my baby. I can see exactly who they are and what they are, and, and I can see all of their lives. And I didn't see anything. The dude was just, like, gone. Right. And I really flipped out, and I grabbed him, and I, I, I can't even tell you how fast I flew to the animal ER. Uh, usually, I, I, I go to Studio City Pet Hospital, but guess what? I roll up. I get Mickey out. He's shaking. And they were closing. So, like, the nurse behind the door is waving me to go four doors down. And I'm holding him, and he's still, like, seizing. And foam is just running down his face. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I, I know I have to go a few doors down to the all-night animal hospital. And this woman bursts out of some trendy fern bar fucking restaurant in Ventura as if she's suddenly, uh, you know, the gatekeeper. Follow me, follow me, stop shaking him, follow me. You need to go here. I'm like, I know where I'm going. He's having it. Now listen, I'm being very mean because she was being a very good Samaritan. But she clearly saw me in distress holding a shaking dog. Mm-hmm. She thought I was shaking the fucking dog. I wasn't. So I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I'm in, I'm in fucking shock because I'm, I know that uh, this time was coming. Right. But I didn't know that this was it. And I didn't have an opportunity to ask Nicole, what do you think? There's no time for this. Right. There's, there's just... It just happens. Get this dog down. Get him to stop doing this and to be free of his mortal coil. So is that what it is? Is your body your mortal, mortal coil? I think so. Okay. So, uh, so I bust in and the lady's gone. She vanishes in a blip. And uh, the vet tech guy comes out, nice kid, but really, he had a really big Adam's apple. I mean, <laughs> it, it was odd. Like, he was real gangly, but like, you know how guys have long throats? Right. He had like a long throat, but with like a softball stuck inside it. But even in the moment when you're holding your dog, yeah. che- you still notice this Oh, guy's- absolutely. <laughs> he was severely acneed. He had, I mean, he's a nice guy, but it was just that... I'll never forget the giant softball apple, uh, throat apple. So he grabs the dog and, <clears throat> and says, do you want the doctor to examine the dog? I said, no, I, I think it's time. Oh, okay. You know, they got to be nonchalant about right, it. Right, kind of clinical. Yeah, so paperwork. Next thing you know, I'm halfway through my fucking paperwork, and Adam's apple comes out and says, uh, you got to get in here. Okay, so I go into the cold, sterile room, or sterile. I, I used to always say sterile, and now I say sterile. I don't know what happened. I don't know anything anymore. So the doctor comes in. She's very cool, and she goes, yeah, he, uh, he's ready. He's struggling. Okay, okay. Well, this is it. So she's like, I'm going gonna, 
I'm going to, you know, you want to put him down. Yes, I'm putting him down. Great. We're going to give him the three shots of freedom. Are you texting your wife as this is happening? No. Oh. She, I don't want to disturb her okay. because she's, she's at Second City. Right. She's, uh, you know, in the zone with her, with her performance in mind. Yeah. I don't want to fuck any of that up. I understand. So I'm just stroking him and whispering in his ear. And he got deaf in the last year, too. So oh. it ain't like the dude's hearing me. So right. I remember that which meant I pressed my face and mouth like into him, you know. And as my face was in his fur, Lorenzo, I recalled all of those countless times that I would just weep into his fur. For him, for myself, for the world, he was just the ultimate therapy dog. He was a great dog. And he wasn't a registered therapy dog. No. Yeah, you hung out with him, A man. lot. He was actually a great dude. He was a he great was, dude. He was just a really cool dude, and then he ended up being a really cool, old, mellow dude. Yeah. But he, he wanted to go. Yeah. You know? So. But he can't tell you he wants to go until that moment. Right. So I'm holding him, and she's putting the... Uh, and it was so crazy, because his color was purple. He had a purple collar. He had a purple harness. And the little uh, medical gauze that they put around his paw was sure enough purple and sparkly, which I thought was really amazing and eerily appropriate. So then she uh, gave the final injection, and I'm whispering in his ear, but like talking into him so he can just kind of feel my vibes. And I said, it's okay, my sweet baby, it's okay. I said, daddy's here. It's time. Soar into the cosmos. You are the best friend of my life. And it's true because my biggest worry is who the fuck is ever going to love me? As much as Mickey loved me. And the joke is, even my wife agrees, like, it's true. He loves you more than I do. <laughs> she actually said that? Oh, yeah. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't have you anymore. And he just... Went still, and she said his heart stopped, oh. and he was gone, and it was so weird. And she said, do you want a few minutes alone? I said, yeah, sure, why not? So she leaves, and I'm just sitting there. All of the work. We had him for, I mean, listen, it was only six years that we had him, but that's still morning, noon, and night. He was a Velcro pug. Right. So... He never left my side in six years. You saw him more than you saw your wife. Correct. Uh, he never left my side. He always sat on my feet. He always... Went on every trip with you. Every trip. Always in my lap. Right. Al always. Two, four, seven. And, and then I would bring him if I, if I went out to hang out with my friend Kari, who was his aunt Kari, I'd bring him. You know, he, he got to go out a lot. Everyone loved him. Everyone right. loved him. And, and even, like, I made him a little star on my social media. Like, everyone got excited. The Mickey posts always got huge likes and hearts and all that bullshit. Right. I made videos and... Uh, so I'm just sitting there in this cold, icy room, and he's just on the slab. I started taking pictures. I took pictures of his little dead body, and, and then they come in and they say, Okay, so... Uh, you know, Carmen up front, she'll uh, take care of the bill for it. Take care of the bill. Oh, right. I got to go pay. Uh, so do you want him cremated? Do you want us to do the paw print? Oh, right, the paw print. Now, when Lily was put down back in 2012, we paid for the paw print, and she went out in a much, much better way. She basically had slowed down and stopped eating. So less than a day... After she stopped eating, and we knew, and the doctors all agreed it was time. And by the way, I say doctor, not plural. I say singular doctor. Dr. Robert Fullington of Studio City Pet Hospital is one of the greatest, and I know how fucking stupid I sound. I know it's a fucking dog, but he seriously is one of the greatest people, and he has always been so amazing to us. And he's kept our babies going long. And even after they, you know, and they were never in discomfort. Well, Mickey, I think at the end was certainly in discomfort, but, but not anymore. But Lily, you know, she, she, we hired a fucking guy. We paid 500 bucks to have a doctor come to our house to put her down on our couch. She didn't know what hit her. But Mick, oh, dude, he, he, 
he knew what hit him. But we never got the paw print from Lily. You know, they pressed the paw into this little, I don't know what the fuck it is, rubber clay. So I, I got that from Mick. And, and then the other day, I got his ashes in the mail. And uh, they came in this beautiful little wooden box with a little plaque that said his name on him. And, and you open it up, and there's a little flower inside. And his little ashes are rolled up with a gold sticker on it. And then it comes with a certificate. <laughs> a certificate of authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> This is really your dog and not some rat that we found in the well, alley? Yeah, it's so funny because, you know, they can throw 30 dogs in the incinerator. That's true. Turn them all into ash and send you just 18 different dog That's right. ashes. Here's your mutt of ashes. Yeah, but they said, oh, no, no. This is, this was, he was incinerated all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> on 9-11, no less. Was he really? Oh, my oh God. yeah. I... It's right there on the, on the certificate. Wow. 9-11 incinerated my dog he's gone uh, so now i had the very very dubious uh honor of you know telling my wife what happened because she had done her show now it's around 7 30 and she's on her way home and she's kind of happy she did her show yeah. she's feeling good sure and she she's calls and ready for the bomb she's like how's mickey that's the first thing she always would ask if she called home, how's Mick? How's the Mick? How's Mickey? How's Mickey doing? Poor Malcolm, my other pug. God love him. I mean, he's been depressed too because they were symbiotic. They, they were, were buds. both black pl- uh, plugs, pugs. Anyway, uh, so I talked to Nicole and she goes, something's wrong. I said, honey, I'm, I'm, he's gone. What? Can you pull over, please? He's, and I don't like my wife driving when she's upset because she, she just gets very upset. And she was so upset. She was so upset. She was so upset that she missed it. She was upset that she didn't know. She was confused. What? Why? How? How did this happen? Well, meanwhile, you know, you know me, I'm taking footage. Right. Because I'm thinking, well, shit, he's stroking out or having a seizure or something. I got to show the doctor this footage. Right. This is as I'm carrying him, you know, down to the garage to get in the car to leave. Um, so I showed her everything and. She got the full picture, and and that was that was, you know, what happened. That's quite a day, but like a lot of life, it, it doesn't come, you know, scripted. It just happens, and you have to react to it. And like I said, you gave him an amazing life. He probably lived a lot longer than he would have without you. Right. And uh, he brought you a lot of joy, you know, and vice versa. Yeah. You know. Let's toast him. Hey, to the Mick. To the Mick. We love you, Mick. Woo. You were a great dude. We love you, buddy. Yeah, so in the coming, in the, in the following days, you know, all the usual shit. The seven stages. Of, <laughs> yep, all yeah, that, all all that, that comes in. Yep. And then the... Uh, what stage are you at up right now? I'm in depression. What is that, three? Yeah, that's a good Four, question. Four, five? Cause I, I, I mean, the last one's acceptance, and you just accept it, and, and you move on. Is it on. the four or five stages? Is it the five? five stages of grief. I thought it was seven. Maybe it's five. They added two later. You know some fucking... Paying the bills is number six, that. I guess. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. I don't know what the bargaining means. I don't I know. I never did that. Uh, I was in denial. I was in shock. I, I got pretty pissed off, I guess. I got pissed off because why is Donald Trump still alive and my Mickey is <laughs> and your dead? Mix. That's how angry I got. Yeah, well, you know what? I will, uh, I'll tell you. One day, yeah. Donald Trump will die. Yeah. I will tell you that. Okay. Yes. Well, that'll be fun. Yes. Uh, depression, that's where I'm at, and acceptance. And I've kind of already done that, too. But, but I'm not like mm. everyone else with, with these stages of grief. I'm, I, I'm always grieved. Right. Um, but now you have Malcolm, and Malcolm. No, is, Malcolm's been amazing, but he's, he's been he, depressed. He's another great dude, and he'll just uh, he'll be the man of the house. He's getting um, a lot of extra special love, which I think <laughs> he's sure. like not really ready for. He's like, <laughs> I'm used to being the dog on the sidelines. Yeah, why are you all over me? Yeah, I'm used to being the um, unsung hero of the family, which he really is because he was around when Lily right, died. Right. Uh, but tomorrow, I have a little. Uh, a little pug date plan for Malcolm. I'm going to, no. t- I'm going to take him to a, a park we used to take our pug Bugsy to in Burbank, mm. where I've never because Malcolm's a little bit of a wild child and right. he's unpredictable. So this park, I will allow him to run leash free and not have to 
deal with other dogs or anything because he doesn't like oh. other dogs except his brother Mickey who's dead. Right. So I'm going to take him and just kind of sit and just let him be free. Just like he is on Cayucas Beach. Right. He loves. Right. right. I, when we let him go on Cayucas Beach, he, he is, goes crazy. He and goes I've been to Cayucas with you. Yeah, of course. Uh, I took a great yeah, photo did. of you Malcolm. Took a great photo. I'm going to upload that photo yeah. to our uh, Facebook page. Do it. You got to you got to see this dog. Mm-hmm. Cutest thing. Yeah, just and, uh, just uh, say Malcolm and not Mickey, so no one gets confused. I'm not going to confuse him. <laughs> I promise you. Well, I'm sorry, and you know, it sounds so cliche, but it is what it is. Yeah, you know, and you were a great dad, and you know, you'll have to go through, uh, get to the acceptance stage as soon as you can. Yeah, it's funny. Do you like? Uh, I, I I imagine you're a guy that has no patience for Disneyland. It isn't the happiest place on earth. <laughs> I've been obviously all you know throughout my sure, life, sure. and it, it, when I was eight or nine, it was great. Yeah, I am not eight or nine. It is not great to me. See, I think it's better for adults than kids. Really? Oh, I, absolutely. I think it's a pain in the ass. Oh, it is a pain in the ass. Of course, yes. it's horrifying. There are some moments. I yeah, mean, I love certain rides that I right. could just do two to three times right. in a row. The whole day after about two hours, I'm done. Well, you're, that's how you are with everything. No, that's not true. But, uh, but Disneyland is not the happiest place on earth to me. Now, why do you bring that up? Well, because uh, a week and a half after Mick, after Mick died, Nicole said, uh, hey, you know, why don't we go to Disneyland for a couple of days? I haven't been there in a really long time. And, and I go there usually once or twice a year because my friend Doug is uh, a platinum member. But I have a very different experience. He gets into all the secret bars and Oh, that's completely so different. So that's all we do. So all you day. go there, you're a VIP. Oh yeah. Oh, I would love to do that. Oh, we're hiding out in There's the, that secret like Forty thirty three. Have oh. you have you done that? Oh dude. I would you, love to I've do done that. It countless times. I'm I'm friends with uh, a bunch of hot chicks really? over there who Oh, the my God. See, I'm just a schmuck who goes over there like everybody else, <laughs> and I'm, I'm done after two hours. Right. You've never taken me to Club 33. No, but, well, because I have to, you have to be invited. So it's, it's when my friend Doug invites me, it's like this thing, okay, you know. Doug, will you please invite me? He doesn't know you, but I can vouch for you. Would you give me a voucher? Let me tell you something. I'm going to vouch for you. you All right. Me? Look at me. I'll Verify me. But I swear to God, if you make an ass of yourself... I'm not even doing Tony Soprano. I'm just doing a gangster guy. If you make an ass of yourself, you're out of here. It's a little De Niro. A little De Niro. So, but you know... What? Doug and I will get along great. <laughs> well, you're both guys who are Jewish that deny that they are Jewish. So yes, <laughs> that is, I agree. That is such another conversation that we're not having today. So, And that is so not true. So Nicole said, uh, <laughs> I think uh, we should go to Disneyland because A... Let's just go get a distraction. Let's just be spontaneous. We can't get up to Cayucas until Halloween. B, it's Halloween at the parks. They've got all these special Halloween uh, dishes and donuts and all these special little treats for Halloween. Let's just go. We'll spend one day at California Adventure, one day at Disneyland. Great. We'll bring Malcolm. They have a beautiful kennel down there. We can pay him visits throughout the day, which is what we did. We can uh, go to a restaurant, stay in a hotel, whatever. So we did that. And I got to tell you, it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. But, but here's the thing. If, if Disneyland is going to say, come on over, it's Halloween. Main Street is decorated with you know, Halloween trimmings and jack-o'-lanterns, which it was. And come try all of these amazing little Halloween goodies we have to offer. Have the goodies in stock because when we got to Disneyland on a Tuesday, we went to uh, California Adventure on a Monday, Disneyland Tuesday. Nicole was promised by the ad a Halloween donut, a very special Halloween pumpkin y donut with orange frosting and a little thing on top of it that's Halloween y, Mickey holding a jack o' lantern or something. We get to the cart where they're sold. We just got into the gate. It's 10 a.m. in the morning, sold out. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, sorry, uh, we sold out. Well, what do you mean? We, you, the park just opened. Yeah, we made three dozen of them. Three dozen? Three for, dozen? For five million people? Yeah, what, what, three dozen? And, dude, we weren't alone. There was a line, because there's always a line. There was a line of 80 fucks waiting for their special Halloween right. donut that they saw in the ad. Right. And they're like, no, nah, no. Nah. But tell you what, tell you what, we're making more. Okay, good. You're thinking, like, within the hour. Right. They should be out at 4 o'clock. Right. 4 o'clock? So if you're at the other end of the park, you yeah. have to come all the way back for your donut. At that moment, is it the happiest place on earth? No, 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 no. no. It was full of wretchedness. Um, are you kidding? All of these 
big, giant, fat fuckers who can absolutely walk and should be walking are in these mobility scoots rolling around on their fat, sorry, flabby fat. Are you kidding me? You can walk. They're just so lazy. They're a, they're a, um, what is it? What's the word? They're a, um, they're a petulance. They're a petulance. And don't you think some people are actually scurrying the system? Because if you're in a wheelchair, yeah. you get to go to the head of the line of the oh, rides. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. And so there's a lot of people just you know in those chairs. You nailed it. because I think so. The wheelchair distribution rental center <laughs> was right next to the kennel. Right. So I saw people walking just fine. Yeah. And then they get into a wheelchair. Exactly. And boom, they get to sh- shoot right up you to know, the front line. It, it, it's, it should be called Disney Scam. As but, opposed to Disneyland. But listen, well, yeah, but you already know what you're getting into. If you don't, you're an idiot when you go to these parks. They're super expensive. There's lines like crazy. Yeah, you know, Nicole, we got to get the, the, the Fast Pass app. She's all caught up in Fast Pass. Whatever. We got on the rides. We did what we had to do. But I got to tell you, there were moments of genuine magic. That's great. And I'll tell you one thing, uh, if you've never done it before, I'm sure you all have, but if you've never gone to Disneyland between, uh, you know, now, Halloween time, and uh, after New Year, Christmas time, that's when Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas, he takes over the Haunted Mansion, and that was one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen it multiple times, but I don't know what it is about this recent time, it was so beautiful and so well done, and and you just feel like you're in Halloween world. Is it a guy as the character? What do you mean he's taking over Hall- uh, Haunted Mansion? Well, that's Haunted just kind of the premise of oh, it. Like, okay. The usual Haunted Mansion has been taken over by Jack. Okay. So he's Christmas-fied Haunted Mansion oh, okay. during Halloween. Because oh. if you, Do you know the story of Jack Skellington? Yeah. Yeah. You know that he turn Christmas into a Halloween holiday. Right. He didn't know. He, he had good intentions. You know, even though he's dead, he's got a big heart. Uh, so, yeah, that was great. On the flip side, I got to tell you, I understand political correctness. I understand the changing times. I hate all that shit, but, boy, they've, they've really fucked up pirates. Oh, you mean because they put in Johnny Depp well, and all that? Well, they put in the Johnny Depp dummies, and that was, that was enough of a problem for me. Just, just... But now, of course, you know, you can't say take a wench. Oh, because it's, yeah. You can't do that right. anymore. You can't sell women. Right. So it, it was, in the old days, you know, you had all the pirates chasing the chicks. Right. And then but they were pirates. They were pirates. That's what they did. And then they had a couple chicks chasing the pirates. Right. And it was hilarious. Yes. That's, that, that had to be done over. Right. They put new dummies in there. It's mostly women right. chasing the pirates. Right. Because... They were worried that the pirates were raping the women because that's what pirates did. They raped and pillaged. Right. But we can't have that. No. So they they changed that. Then all those insufferable uh, pirates movies came out. Do you have transgender pirates? I mean, it's coming. Chasing gay men. It's coming. And then gay men. It's coming. Chasing women, but who identify as men, that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. Feminist X. Trans identified pirates. Right. Pirates of the Trans-Caribbean. Oh, it's all coming, and you just have to eat it. So we ate it. We went on Pirates. It's very disappointed with what they've done. So we wanted to see it before you don't get to take a wench anymore. So the next time I see it, the wench sign will be gone. Yeah. And I'm like, Nicole, as a woman, does this bother you? She goes, no. It's a, it's a stupid ride. Because she's not five years old like most Americans are. I'm not a whiny baby. Right. I know what pirates did. Right. I don't care. Not everything pirates is offensive. Pirates wanted pussy, and if they couldn't get the pussy with their shitty seductive skills, they took the pussy, or they bought the pussy, or they auctioned off the pussy. That's what pirates did, you dumbasses. That was Walt's vision. Okay, so why don't this... How about we go on the ride and all the dummies are doing the real ride that Walt envisioned, but they have a separate time. Like at two o'clock, you get to go on the ride where you don't have to see any of that. Right. It's the sanitized PC version. Lorenzo, they switch out a wall. They switch out a scene. They could do it. It turns around. Right. They can build it right there. The wall just spins around. This is an idea that's coming off the top of my head right now. The wall spins around. You get Johnny Depp. You, you don't have to see the word wrench, uh, wench. You don't have to see rape. 
And then I want another version that's more extreme, where you turn it around and you see pirates. It's fucking nothing these women. but rape. It's raping of the Caribbean. <laughs> it is. It's pirates fucking other pirates. Wow. It's pirates fucking women. It's dogs fucking pirates. But it's all animatronic, audio animatronic dummies. And the name of that park is Maxland. Yes. I really should start my <laughs> you own You actually park. should start your own park. I think that's what we're One doing. of my biggest fantasies was always to design uh, one of those haunted mazes for oh, you a should. Halloween theme park. Yeah. What is that thing now where basically it's a maze, but basically you, it's, it's amount of time where you have to get yeah. out of the maze and it's, yeah. you're sort of like in a dungeon or yeah. Or oh, a escape room. room. Escape room. You should yeah. do your own escape room. The problem with escape room is uh, I'm really not very bright and they give you clues. Yeah. Like it's a mystery how to get out. That's true. I don't have the energy for that. But you can design your own though. Yeah, but I but but you have to have clues, and I, I'm not into I'm not into mysteries. Like if you fl- flick on this switch, then yeah. something, something opens, and then there's a key in there which unlocks a door. I, I, I don't and... want to use my brain. <laughs> All right, my maze. There's a there's a bar set up outside, and you get loaded, and then you go into this thing, and you basically shit your pants. So when you're walking out, you're blasted on alcohol and you've shat your pants. If that happens, I know I've done my job. Isn't that any day downtown on the streets? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God help us. I'm not going to that maze. Well, you went to Disneyland, I assume, because in the moment, you just need an escape. Well, that's what Nicole said. You know, you, you just need to just get a distraction, not think about it, and then come home and get depressed again. Yeah, but ironically... Uh, did it work? Uh, for, yeah, the, no, for that weekend? No, it did. It that's did. great. Did. That's great. Uh None of the children I saw, all children I saw were very unhappy. They were sweaty. They were pouty. They were crying. They did not like it. They were scared. Um, but the adults, of course, I mean, there's very extreme people that go to these parks that, that go to them over and over. Oh, they're and fanatics. And over and over and over and over. It's, yeah. it's beyond Disneyland groupies. It's Disneyland, you know, it's like they're Disneyland whores. Yeah. Way. And I'm like, where do you get the they, money? They just want to pretend they're 10 years old again and they earn pins and buttons and everything oh else. really are they wearing them on their it's hats and the whole oh, thing? Yeah, oh my yeah. god if you see someone with uh i don't know if it's a sash or a lamb a laminate <laughs> or a, i don't know what it is but if you see someone wearing a lot of buttons uh that means that they are like a loser <laughs> You got me on that one. I'm dizzy. That's good. Yes. <laughs> when you wish upon a star, chances are you won't get far. Wishes are for suckers you will lose anyway. <laughs> Jiminy. Happiest fucking place on earth. Oh, oh man. I'll, I'll keep my distance for now. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad you went. Thanks, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You're, are you in another band besides The Girl and The Glory? I am, actually. Who's that band? I'm in a, an, I started another band. Well, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't start. I joined a band uh, to expand my horizons. I'm in a band called The Color Up. Really cool, kind of a heavy, bluesy rock band. Singer's got a, uh, a voice kind of like Chris Cornell. Like a really cool, big rock voice. It's really that's cool. A, that's a really major comparison it, there. It, no, it's, it's pretty cool. He's pretty I'll cool. I'll be the judge. Well, yeah. you have to come see us sometime. The color we're, we're, up. The, the color, color up. up. It's a poker term. Oh, when you apparently, I hate poker. When you, no wonder I hate when the When you trade your band. in your chips and you get more expensive chips, it's called coloring up. And that's what they decided to call the band. Oh, I, I had nothing to do with it. I understand. But they're cool guys, really good musicians, really good songs. And, if they listen, and I join and them. they won't. But No, they're not going to listen. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I hate the name of your band. But I'm sure you're great. They're, 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 they're amazing. So I'm, I'm doing that. Did you ever hear, uh, I think you can find it on YouTube. Did you ever hear any of the, um, oh, what is it called? When you, when you take out all the music and isolated vocals Yeah. of Chris Cornell recording. No, I haven't heard him. I've dude, heard other isolated tracks. Dude, I mean, that, that motherfucker was oh, the real deal. I think he had five octave range. Is he, that true? He, amazing. And you know how he started? He started as a drummer. He was a drummer. Yeah. And then they needed a singer. And he went, oh, okay, I'll sing. And then he sang, and people just went, oh, my God, you're amazing. So he was amazing, and, and that whole story is so sad. You know? Oh, yeah, and he was uh, uh, he had a great sense of humor. Yeah. 
and he was uh, quite beautiful. Let's face it. Yeah, great I mean, looking as guy. As a straight man, you could be like, oh my god, he he's was just, gorgeous. You know, it's funny on the outside. We <clears throat> talked about this before on a past episode. He had it all on the outside. Right. Who knew this inner turmoil? Right. This hell in his own head. Yeah. Anyway, it's just incredible. And as a result, he hung himself, and then later, a good friend of his. Yeah. What was that other guy who uh, hung himself? Well, the, the singer from uh, Lincoln Park. Correct. Yeah. The Lincoln Park I guy. forgot his name. And he, yeah, another really great singer. Yeah, but he, he hung himself because he was so depressed about Chris Cornell. He's like, I'm going to do that. Oh, uh, that was the only reason? That well, doesn't make any sense. the only reason. I mean, clearly he... he I didn't read the whole story, but... He struggled with mental illness. Right, but, right. But he... I think that's the bottom line with all He was really this. blown away by that. Like, right. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong if you're a Linkin Park fan, but I believe he took it really hard and was tweeting about it and all that. Right. I, I don't... This is what I read, but I don't remember. Okay. But I wasn't a big Linkin Park guy, but, but he left behind six children or something. Six? Really? A lot of kids. Wow. That's so sad. See, to me, even though you have mental illness, if you have six kids, you're also pretty fucking selfish. Yeah. If I want to, uh, if my Mickey, uh, if I'm told that he has six months to live and I want to kill myself, guess what? I'm going to stay alive long enough to see him to the other side. Right. Because he's my boy. Right. He's my kid. That's you thinking of somebody else. That's compassion. Right. You're not thinking of, I'm upset. Screw my six kids. Right. They got a mom. They don't need a dad. Goodbye. Right. That's the, you know, egocentric point of view. Honestly, I don't even know how I'm continuing on, period, in life. Because you're a strong guy. Post Mickey. <laughs> well, but also, but you have another kid. You've got Malcolm. I have Malcolm. You know. But what's going to happen when he goes? And now everyone's saying. Then I mean, we'll do episode 29. People are great. People are great. <laughs> they are. They don't know what to say, but they say, well, they're not great, but my people are great. They say, oh, so sorry. And, you know. People have been so amazing on, on you know, my Facebook and everything. They've been so great. So great. But then after that, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm all alone. I'm all alone. No, you're not. you got a bunch <laughs> of friends. You're all, alone, you're all alone in your head. Yeah, I have more wine. We're going to pour more wine. Here, I'm going to give you the bottle. All right. And while you're doing that. Just take, just take the bottle. Oh, Jesus Christ. While you're doing that, I, I need to confront you about something that I'm, I have been. All right. <laughs> I have been so worried about you oh fuck! because i think something's going on with your brain i think you're getting like i think you have alzheimer's no you're acting much weirder these days case in point you were on channel 4 news for 10 seconds as a witness yeah to well i wasn't a witness a bomb scare i wasn't a witness you to were it. on the santa monica pier. i was on the santa monica pier when a bomb scare happened right and i had to be evacuated all right so he's on the santa monica pier it's a sunday night the cops came there was all this hullabaloo there was all this drama and what happened a reporter pulled you aside well what happened was i was having lunch with a friend who uh at the singer of the color up we were having lunch together okay. in santa monica he invited me to lunch he was in town so um when we came out of uh, the restaurant, they said, you got to get out of here. There's a bomb scare. Yeah. And my Oh, co- did you get to pay the check? I, well, what happened was, yes, we paid the check at the restaurant, but I never park on the pier. For this day, just to because it was so easy to do, I thought, well, I'll pay for parking, and right. I parked on the pier. Right. Well, because I parked on the pier, I couldn't leave. Right. And uh, we were on the pier for about six hours. That's uh, a long time. I had to leave and go walk a little bit south of the pier, and yeah. we couldn't. I couldn't leave until about seven thirty at night. All right. And then when I went, finally got the clear to go to get my car, uh, a news crew came up to me and said, "Can we talk to you?" And I said, "Sure, sure." So here is him talking to the news crew. Here's Lorenzo. Oh, you're gonna play this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and he he. I'm telling you, he has the biggest, most psychotic, <laughs> shit eating grin on his face. Melanie Dark nailed it. She said, I've never seen anyone more excited about a bomb scare. Listen to this guy. He's a lunatic. <laughs> Ready? Hold on. God damn it. This might not translate. No, it'll translate. All right. My family here on, uh, doing yeah. holidays. So we basically just roamed and walked further south. And then we kept about <laughs> an hour and a half later, I asked the guy, can I get my car? He said, no. And no. I said, how much long? He said, uh, maybe three to four hours. So we've been roaming the streets and uh, having food and drink until we could finally get the car. <laughs> now, why would they choose? Uh, why they chose that clip, I have no idea. They talked to us for like 10 minutes. He's so happy. 
I, and so we could not believe it, and we could not get to recover. So we wound up making the most of it, and we walked around, and we had a party. We ate and we drank and waited for the car. And you should see the beaming smile on his face. Why am I always babu when you indicate me? You're so weird. And you've well, gotten true. weirder as you've gotten older. I agree. And you're very forgetful. Thank you. Very forgetful. That's great. What happened? Have you had any sort of uh, no. neurological uh, exams lately? You know, I think actually it's it's probably uh, a self-filter. I, you get bombarded with so much information, you can't possibly retain it all. I try to only retain the things that I think are really important and forget the chaff and forget the shit and all the little bullshit. I don't have time to remember that stuff. But in self-defense, I actually, when I saw that the next day, because it was online, I even thought to myself, why the hell am I smiling? <laughs> I, I think I, I was so giddy by the you end of giddy. the day. I was so fucking tired oh. because I had a rehearsal to go to that night, which I had uh. to cancel. By the time I got to the car, I just wanted to go home. We're going to post and- this news clip on our fan page, and you got to see this guy. Oh. He's so happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what is wrong with him? I watched that 80 times. Just laughing at you know, what a lunatic you are. And I don't even know why they chose me because they interviewed the singer, the guy, my friend, the guy I was with, for the same amount of time. They chose it's nothing of him. because he called his band The Color Up. No, we didn't talk about the band at all. Well. Anyway. Well, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> that was my big That's your big beef. Why are show? you smiling on the news? Hey, listen. Hey, any- if that's all you have to say, if that's your only beef with me, I'm happy. No, no, no. Anytime you can um, get me to cry on a show, I mean, Jesus Christ, I was not expecting to cry. Right. I'm mortally embarrassed. Do you know that when I used to do m- m- Mimosa with, with Adam Shoulder, the counselor, I would have these breakdowns on the show, Lorenzo, and I would tell him later to edit them out. Why? I had them so often because I was so much more of a maniac than I am now. Mm. I call you a maniac. We know what I am. Uh, that he said, no, I'm not cutting them out. Now, he agreed when I um, bawled or I couldn't even compose myself again when we interviewed my high school drama teacher, Robert Corelli. But since then, on The Cutting Room, that movie podcast I used to do, right? I had moments where I cried because we would be talking about movies, but then we'll be interjecting like personal experiences in life right you know actors cry but i was like i was getting to the point where i was like i don't know if anyone's ever seen like an interview with dustin hoffman or rod steiger those two in particular if you watch an interview with them chances are at some point they're going to completely fall apart but it can't be scripted i mean you're an emotional guy no nothing you ever do is scripted right you're not doing it for the entertainment value it's all completely completely porous what you see is what you get yes it's honest and real sleeve right that's always been me right and and how far has it gotten well the point is if you're in the podcast and i if if i'm listening and i listen to every episode of mimosa i want to hear you right i want to know you right i don't want it edited out i'm terribly interesting i want the full max well, speaking of the full max, let's get off death, and I want to talk about something that, I want the backstory of something really cool, for those of you who don't know, and I actually posted this on our Facebook page. Was it last month, or maybe it's even been just a couple months ago? You We're did, talking about something from a couple months ago? I think so. Oh, August? Was it, it was August? August. Okay. It was really cool, but I wanted the backstory, because what you had to go through was pretty, pretty interesting. You, uh, you did... Um, a pop-up restaurant yes. that was a Cheetos restaurant, yes. and you played Chester Cheetos. Chester Cheetah. Chester Cheetah, sorry. You played Chester, Chester Cheetah. Chester Cheetos. Sorry. The guy's an iconic character, and you call him Chester Cheetos? Chester Cheetah. Yes. You played him for the restaurant. Yes, I did. But give us the whole backstory. It wasn't you dressed up in a suit. It was really, <laughs> it was cool. I want the backstory. I want to know how you felt about it. Everything that happened backstage. Oh, one of the greatest jobs in my life. Well, listen. Set, set the story up for everybody. Well, listen. I, I, you know, all of this is still kind of going on, so I can't really... I'm not allowed to like get too much into it publicly, but let's just say that for this particular job, uh, I got hired to be the voice of Chester Cheetah for an opening of a restaurant in Tribeca called The Spotted Cheetah. And it was Chef Amberell, who is hilarious and awesome. Very popular TV chef. She curated the menu. They set up this temporary restaurant. It was this big media hype thing, and it was amazing. And I got to uh, fly to New York, and I got to be hooked up 
you know, from stem to stern. Is that what it? Stem to stem? Stem to on a boat? Um, head to toe. I was <laughs> hooked up head to toe with wires because we mo-capped a live interactive Chester experience, which took place in the restaurant. So you're wearing the full motion Correct. capture suit. Yes. You move your hand. The, yeah. the character moves its hand. I move my mouth. mouth everything. I, there's a mic hooked up. So and you're behind talk, a wall, right? I'm, a, I'm in a separate. They rented out. They rented out the restaurant in Tribeca, and that was the space, and it was so beautiful. Oh, my God. Google the spotted cheetah uh, Cheetos and just check out, like, it was the ultimate, like, it still should be up. It's too bad it was a pop-up because people loved it so much. Wow. And it was all, like, all the artwork is, you know, glorious paintings of Chester, and the bar had all of these Chester cocktails, and... It was all Cheetos-themed food, and, and it was just amazing. I wish they, they would did. do it here. Yeah, well, uh, let I mean, I don't know, but far be it from me to say, but uh, I think that they're going to be doing things like that again. That would be great. I don't know if I'm going to be involved, but I was involved in this one, and um, let me just tell you something. I had such a blast. First of all, to be flown to New York, which I've never been to. I've never been to New York, and everyone is aghast when I say that. Right. It's such a great city. It's a great city. And I don't like cities and I don't like people and I don't like concrete, but I was instantly uh, charmed by it, especially where I was staying. I was staying at a Hilton Garden in, in Tribeca and I was working a lot, so I didn't have a lot of opportunity to really explore. But I did go to the 9-11 Memorial and I got to tell you, I was kind of disappointed. Oh. I was really hoping to experience... It's not like when I... I went to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. and I like completely, I couldn't even walk through that thing. It was so powerful. It just felt a little, it was too big and too spacious and I didn't get the full feeling. The two things I liked at the 9-11 Memorial were uh, the waterfalls. You know, there's two giant holes right. where the towers were right. that are now waterfall right. filled holes and um, all the names of the dead, right. the victims of that horrible tragedy. And then I liked inside the museum the representation of 9-11 through the eyes of graphic artists and painters. Mm -hmm. There was a whole little isolated thing. I love that. And all the photographs of people looking up at the sky right. with their mouths open. Right. Like, it does bring you back to that day. It does. You know, there's, it does. there's audio and there's yeah. video and yeah. you hear police banter yeah. back and forth and, and paramedics sure. calling sure. things in. It, it, I think it was pretty powerful, actually, because I, I did most of the museum. And, yeah. You know, it's it brings you back to that tragic day. It does, it does. But there might have been a disconnect for me. Maybe um, I don't know what it was. But also, you weren't there as a tourist because half of your brain is right. you got to work the, tonight, yeah. and yeah. maybe you couldn't feel you couldn't let go. Totally. But can I go? Go? Can I get more of the backstory real quick? Yeah. Did you have to practice being in the suit, or they just basically said wear this and move around and oh. start talking? And what, oh, they what? threw that at me. First really? Of all, What's the backstory on well, like the the actual technology involved? The technology is uh, motion capture, and what they do is they there's a company called Facewear. They were so wonderful, and I had to go in uh, a month ahead of time, and basically they put a helmet on your head with these extenders that are shooting. It's like it's like a camera on these long arms out in front of your face, recording every move, every muscle. You went a face. month ahead of time yeah. here in LA yes. to do this? To oh. a studio here in LA, okay. Facewear. And, uh, and they, they, they took all these pictures of my face. Those pictures then go to the animator who digitizes the Max Cook Chester face. Oh. So when I talk, his mouth opens. When I turn my head, his head turns, etc. As far as the rest of the body... I didn't, I didn't do any of that until I got to New York. Okay. And I worked with this equally amazing team called <clears throat> We Fly Coach. And these people were top-shelf margaritas across the board. I had so much fun with these crews. They were so sweet and so wonderful. And we're in a separate... They rented out a men's clothing shop, okay? That, by the way, was run by this dude who was a Smiths fanatic. Uh. Uh, knew Johnny Marr. Let me hold a Johnny Marr guitar. I mean, he was great because I love the Smiths. And we were singing Smith songs the whole time. So that motion capture shit, that's all over body stuff. That's like full embodiment of a character. I wasn't expecting that. And it was an amazing challenge. And we had a couple rehearsal days. They're not just going to throw you in for something this big. So uh, that was a great education. Wow. And you rose to the challenge, man. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I don't think I've ever been more professional on a job than this one because what a great I love the job. That's fantastic. So much. Yes. So the restaurant opened and people could come in 
and talk to Chester and I talk to all kinds of wonderful and people. And you're just improving for three days. Correct. Wow. And it was a lot of work and it was so rewarding and um, we'll see what happens. Again, I can't really uh, speculate or talk about the future of my involvement, but just know that uh, what I did was amazing and when, I loved it. When people are coming, are they asking you anything personal? Like, hey, who are you? And that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. You have to field a lot of, you know, for example, they'd say, hey, Chester, what's good to drink around here? Well, please just go and enjoy the bar. You know, they're like, yeah, don't talk about alcoholic beverages and don't, you know, because <laughs> it's still a family brand. Right. You got to right. play it safe. Right. Which is what I did. Right. I mean, I think I slipped a few little, you know. Right. Randy things here and there, but but no, nothing. Were, were, did, were kids in there? There were a, a very few children. But the uh, children? Mariah Carey came in. Oh, that's and she cool. brought her kids. Wow. Um, and I I don't remember if I talked to her kids or not. I talked to a New York Nick, um, a few other people, but it was great because especially I'll tell you the most fun was press night because we would get in advance um, information about uh, who was coming from a magazine, like Food and Wine magazine. You know, Joe Blow's coming, and uh, this is what he looks like. So they walk in, not knowing where the hell they are. They're taking it all in, and all of a sudden, Chester goes, Joe, my friend, come here, talk to me. You know, you should have seen the look on their face. They all became kids, these adults. Well, it's... Because it's, they're talking to an animated kid. Yes, I mean, basically, they're, they're in cartoon land now. Yeah, and, and I learned, actually, that, uh, uh, and this is the most exciting thing, it is a developing technology, what they did. Live, interactive animation, a cartoon talking to a human being. Right, live. Fairly new, so you're, this, it's, groundbreaking it's, it's stuff. It's cutting edge. You're, I think you're, so. you're one of the first to do it. Listen, that's not going to go down in the history books because uh, I don't know what I have to do to get uh, some exposure, but um, it was a very good thing. It was very good. Well, I'm so happy you got the gig. That's all really interesting, man. Yeah. And I hope it actually uh, you know, mushrooms to something bigger. That would be fantastic. Or at least they'd do it again if they do it in L.A. or another big city, Chicago, yes. Dallas, or we'll, whatever. We'll, we'll see what happens, man. That would be great, Let's hope man. so. That's so cool. Yeah, it was great. And how was the food? Uh, you know, I didn't have much opportunity to eat. They didn't feed you the no, food? No, they fed me, but, but you know, we, we were, you know, we're in a separate whole universe, and all the food is going out to all the guests. You know, so I tried. They brought in some things. Uh, I, I was only able to try the... Um, Flamin' Hot Tacos. Uh, chicken, lime, and tacos. That sounds good. They were great. But, you know, what's great is uh, the recipes were inspired by people who would post online, Hey, I decided tonight to cook with Cheetos. I'm using Cheetos as a crust over my taco. So they took all those ideas and made them into a restaurant. Right. So anyone can cook with Cheetos. Of course. But it came with this great little cookbook. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And you can go online to thespottedcheetah.com and download it, the cookbook. And you too can make Cheetos-inspired dishes. You, you know? can make mac and Cheetos. Yeah, it's great. I just I love Chester because he's cool. Uh, I think he's evolved. Like, they had me in a, in a jacket, like a evening wear black dinner jacket little bow tie a little uh you know he's wearing his dark sunglasses you know he's a badass he's, he's cool he's sort of the james bond of uh that's what he's evolved into so i really enjoyed playing up that how was wearing all that shit physically at first it was a little claustrophobic um are you, I, you're not a full bodysuit, are you no 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 you, but you're hooked up to wires yeah and you can't like sit there on your cell phone because uh, the wires, there's a lot of magnets involved and you can demagnetize. Oh. So all of a sudden, all your, sudden arm, goes, your arm goes dead. Right. And it's like, what's wrong with Chester's arm? Oh, well, he's demagnetized. So I had to reset a lot. Um, so you have to leave your cell phone out. And then, you know, if you got to pee, they got to unhook you. Right. Unplug you, which was fine. It was all amazing. I, I, I just, I miss, I miss my uh, new friends. Who I made on that job. You might have a new gig as, as you know, an animator. The, the guy who does the motion. We'll see what happens. You know, motion capture max. Uh, I, listen, this year in voiceover alone has been much, much better. Good for you. Than last year. <laughs> it's been the best year since Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness. Well, that's great. Ceased production. But that's still on TV. Right. So it's all, there's always something going on. That's great. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's, you know, life is dichotomous. You have, you know, I'm very sorry about Mickey. 
yeah. and and all of that. But then there's the other side of life where professionally, sure, things are going up. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's it's good to um, make. You got to focus on that. You can't just focus on Mickey twenty four seven. I know, and I'm I'm working on that. It's just it's. Uh, I was about to say I feel very blessed, but I well, would you just, are. I would drive home hating myself for saying something so stupid. <laughs> Even if you didn't say it, are you still going to drive home hating yourself? No, I'm going to drive home listening to the new Foo Fighters record, which is so epic, dude. Concrete and gold. Oh my god. Oh. Talk about a wall of sound. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Foo Fighters Back and Forth, that awesome doc I showed you about the Foo Fighters yeah. making Wasting Light, yeah. is, uh, has come to Netflix streaming. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're really if good. you guys love Nirvana and Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters, you got to see this doc because it's, it's all about Dave's transition from Nirvana to Foo Fighters. It is very cool. It's the Foo Fighters origin story. It, it is a great backstory. And it's how he brought in all the guys. And right. There, there were so many hirings and firings. Right. And People quit and the band personnel al- changed. Band almost never happened. Yeah. Uh, and when we were watching it together, you were like, this is my life. Oh, yeah. Because like, I know you've been in so many I, fucking I've, bands. I've done everything he did <laughs> except get really famous and rich. No, no, no. You're yeah. doing fine, though. Maybe the color up will uh, have songs on Ray Donovan. Maybe, too. Maybe. You know, uh, maybe one of my bands will. Um, and, uh, you know, Girl in the Glory, uh, we have a new single out, actually. Yes. So that's, that's really cool. Called Hypnotize. You can go find it on Spotify. Um, yes, and you have a gig on Friday, which uh, you'll be at the Mint. Uh, well, that, that's the 29th. So. Oh, the 29th. Yeah. So is pe- that, when is that? That's two days from now. So. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. I said Friday. Yeah. yeah. Well, people might be listening way after that. So. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd the gig go? Oh, the gig was great. <laughs> oh, we had so many people. Dave yes. Grohl was there. It was fantastic. No, I, I, I listen. Bear with me. I need to get out to one of the gigs again. I'm just, uh, I'm probably going to go lay low. And I was just at the Mint. But I will come and see you. Come see me sometime. I will, I will. All right. Max. Lorenzo. It is always great mm. talking to you mm. in all your dynamics. Yeah. And even though I'm very, very sorry about the Mick. Thanks. I'm happy that things are happening professionally. Thank you. You'll get over it. Okay. Uh, thanks for being so honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I can you know. It. And, uh, you know. Any final thoughts for this episode? Don't shop for a dog at a pet store. I don't even think they have pet stores anymore. Just uh, if you like a certain breed of dog, figure out which uh, rescue sites they have in your area. Go to the, you know, just type it in the web. Um, Bijon Free. Okay, forget that. What's another example? Okay, Chihuahua. Uh, Chihuahua Burbank. Just type that in, Chihuahua Rescue. Burbank, go rescue a chihuahua, will you? Let that little thing have a life in your home. Treat it well. Give it all the love in the world. That's another thing about Mick, and I'll, and I'll end with this. He gave me as much as I gave him, and that's a very rare, amazing thing with an animal because they're not there to do that for you. They're there to eat, shit, piss, and sleep. That's their job. It's a bonus if they wind up loving you and always wanting to be in your lap and always wanting to give you kisses and all, you know. So these creatures are so deep and so capable of giving back. And uh, you may get a dud. You may get a dud. You may get a dud who doesn't like other dogs. But don't give up. You got to keep working with them. Malcolm, he doesn't like other dogs. And we realized this. So we tried to work with him a little bit. I'm not saying you got to bring in the fucking dog whisperer. That's too expensive. But just have patience before you get rid of the dog. And whatever you do, don't just dump the dog in the street, you fucking assholes. That is the worst thing you can do to a dog. How dare you? How, <laughs> how dare you? You're preaching. I'm preaching. Wow. But actually, the, the whole dog or even cat dumping thing, it's, it's just terrible. Don't dump your animals. Don't dump your animals. These are living, breathing things Just give it to another loving family. And emotion and... It's so funny, people say, how can you eat meat if you love dogs so much? All right, maybe I'm working on that too. You don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what I'm doing with my fucking life. Let's toast to the mix. One more toast. Oh! To the mix! Oh! The mix! Oh my God, you guys are so weird. Dad, come home and be with Malcolm. He misses you. I love you, Mick. I love you, Dad. See, Mick's always with me because I can just do his voice. Nicole does it too. I love you, Uncle Lorenzo. Thanks, Mick. I love you too. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time.